0: This week's episode is brought to you by Madame Leota's ball wax. That's right. Keep your crystal balls shiny and clean with Madame Leota's
1: one hundred percent all natural, non-toxic, ectoplasm-free ball wax. For use on crystal balls
2: only.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who? Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. <coughs> That's a note to Just Bing phone. Yeah. Bing phone. <laughs> hey, ready. Uh,
3: a unicorn, we play.
0: Come on and get, get, get. We're five round balls, five legged ghosts. A unicorn, You might catch a freaky. Yeah. You waited all week. I'm sure you are. at all. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? No, no, yeah. Oh. Wow. This is Captain Leo. Welcome to Communicore Weekly, the scariest online show, Dragon Con Edition. ha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Captain Leo does recurring segments on our show. And welcome. he is adorable. So, hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to our annual Halloween-themed episode here at DragonCon.
1: Make some noise, DragonCon! Game. Very nice. <laughs> so we're really super excited to be here. Uh, I mentioned to the audience before this is our own, our second live show ever, uh, so it might be a complete train wreck. But we're here to learn about the Haunted Mansion. We're very excited to hear all about it. Um, we, we really want to talk about probably one of the scariest rides ever made in the history of Disney theme parks, and of course that is Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been on that ride
2: before, but it smells
1: like cotton candy. Have you been on that
0: there?
2: No, 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 no. I'm, it's, too, it's I'm too afraid. It's really scary. I'm too afraid. Just kidding. We're talking
1: about the Haunted exactly. Mansion. Uh, it's gonna be a great show, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and I guess we should just jump into the
2: history segment. Are you ready? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, another piece of paper. <laughs> I know what this one is, you just said
1: it. don't to read. Oh okay, oh, good.
2: Good, So, the Haunted Mansion. So ever since
1: that mysterious mansion was constructed on Disneyland property in nineteen sixty-three, the Haunted Mansion has spooked its way into the hearts and imaginations of people of all ages. And if you ask anyone what they believe to be the seminal haunted house attraction anywhere in the world, the Haunted Mansion is most definitely at the top of that list.
2: And for our annual Halloween episode, being taped in September, because we do have time, time travel, time, and travel combo time travel technology. And for those, the fabulous crowd here at Dragon Con, yay, this is the perfect time to talk about that creepy old Crips and how they worked their way into Disney history. Now, the Haunted Mansion actually
1: began its life, as most early Disney attractions do, with an idea from Walt Disney himself. In the mid-1950s, Walt wanted Imagineer Ken Anderson uh, he, and also concept artist Harper Goff to start formulating ideas for a walk-through ghost house attraction for Disneyland,
2: which was in devel- development at the time. And the original idea for the attraction was for it to be found just off the main drag of Main Street, USA on a small winding path that would lead guests up to this mysterious, quote, old house on the hill, end quote, that was supposed to invoke feelings of the small town, local legends of haunted houses.
1: Uh, What you see right here on the screen is actually a concept sketch by Harper Goff from 1951, way before the park even opened. So even in uh, Herb Ryman's original drawing of Disneyland, which was made in 1953 and which helped you know, get the park get built to begin with, um, if you look closely enough, you know, along the main street there, you'll see an old dilapidated house just at the end of the street. So you can't really see it there, but if we enhance the photo, at the very, very end of the house, you see the street. It's very old, broken down. It's not actually that color on the map, we just had to highlight it.
2: There she be. the haunted house.
0: Yay.
1: Uh, And this is a concept sketch from 1953 from Dale Hennessy, and again, at the very, very end of the street, if you can see, is the haunted house attraction that Walt wanted to have right on Main
2: Street. (laughs) And as Disneyland began to take shape, the idea of a haunted house was moved off of Main Street to the proposed New Orleans section of the park. Anderson retold his original design to make it fit in the early 19th century plantation style of the haunted house's new home. And uh, this drawing is actually by Sam
1: McKim. So he actually based his design of the house off of the uh, historic Evergreen House, which is located in Baltimore. And he also took various elements from it from uh, other houses, such as uh, the uh, Shipley-Lydecker House of Baltimore, uh, the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, the Haunted House and the Haunting. Uh, We also have the Emenebial Horror House, the Full House House, (laughs) uh, the American Horror Story Murder House, the White House, the House from
2: Up, and Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. (laughs) So this is Anderson's version of the house, but eventually they landed on this. And there she is, the mansion we know and love, or is it? And I didn't do that very spooky. I'm no, that's so right. This is actually the Shipley lidecker House that's in Baltimore, which you can see the haunted man. You can sort of see it in the Haunted Mansion uh, at Disneyland. It was very much designed after this.
1: Now, Anderson and Goff originally envisioned the house as being run down and very, very decrepit. And when they presented their ideas to Walt for the exterior, he disagreed, he really wanted everything to look nice, to kind of match the pristine look of the entire park. And he didn't want people to think that Disneyland wasn't taking care of their attractions, because who wants to go on a ride that looks like it's falling apart? And he famously said, uh, we'll take care of the outside and let the ghosts take care of the inside. (laughs) And this concept art is actually from Marvin Davis in 1961. And these are just some more of the old, broken down house uh, sketches that they uh, were drawing. I think this is a Ken Anderson sketch. It is? I know, no. Um, I not, thought you were yeah. shaking your head and you agreed. Uh, I don't know. But it looks really cool. I mean, yes, it is a Ken Anderson. Really? Uh, oh, yes, it's, stories, yes, 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 it's it totally is. Ken Anderson. <laughs> uh, so this is actually from Sam uh, Sam McKim as well. Let's see what else we got. This was actually added onto the Disneyland map uh, that Sam McKim made way before the Haunted Mansion was ever built. So it was kind of a, a preview for people to see on the map what's coming soon. And this one. This is definitely a Ken Anderson sketch. This is from 1957, uh, which was great and all, but then Sam McKim got a hold of it and he painted over it, and we wound up with this iconic piece of imagery
2: that uh, we see all the time in the parks. So during this time frame, the mansion was being considered as a walkthrough attraction. In other words, people walked through the house. You give me the best line. I do. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so they would be experiencing the gags on their own pace and would move on as needed. Of course, that all changed in the end. But for the sake of these original ideas, people would be using their own two legs to experience the haunted mansion. And what we have here is one of the one of the
1: uh, original concept sketches for the walkthrough part. So uh, people would come in on that the first slide there, and they would walk over, and instead of going up the stairs, it actually would go down, and it obviously mirrors the um, the elevator concept that they have now with the, the stretching room. What else we have? Yeah. So. There was a butler that was supposed to take you around the Haunted Mansion and show you all the cool stuff that you would find inside. They liked a lot of fireplaces in there because, for some reason, a lot of these sketches have butlers by fireplaces like showing them off.
0: <laughs> they also
1: kind of like, you know, having spooky, like people in bathtubs, like skeletons, kind of like The Shining, way before The Shining did it. Um, I, I couldn't find the original drawing up that's on the right there, but she's actually looking at a ghost that's coming out of the ceiling at her. This one I just like that the butler's inviting them in and he doesn't realize that the spooky spirits are behind him. <laughs> and there was also supposed to be a lot of secret pa- passages and panels throughout the entire bunch of mansions. Instead of you like the, the, the elevator concept, instead of going up the stairs, you would go down the elevator. Instead of going through a door, you would go through a bookshelf to find something on the other side. And this one's actually from 1956, uh, uh, a Bruce Bushman concept. And here is a Bloodmere Manor which was an early working title for the attraction Uh, and it was based on a very nautical theme um and it was also going to tie a little bit into pirates of the caribbean in the new orleans section of the park and the main storyline involved captain bloodmere uh just one of the many names of the captain that they gave him depending on who actually tells the story and his bride who were to have lived and met their untimely demises inside the mansion
2: itself and they were just two of the many of the bloodmere family who were said to have met there and in the house and one of the darker stories of the couple involved a captain who was lost at sea, coming back in a murderous rage as a ghost to entomb his bride inside the brick walls of the fireplace. That sounds very, very Disney, am I right? Yes. Like, yes. that's definitely something that they would do. <laughs> so despite a lot of its more sinister
1: uh, overtones and undertones, a scene from this concept was actually made as a full-scale mock-up because they were really, really keen on this concept. And it was made by Imagineers Rolly Crump and Yel Gracie in a Disney warehouse in Burbank. And the scene involved the captain, who was dripping with seawater, and it was—he was, was going to disappear right before people's eyes, and he's going to leave behind nothing but a puddle of water. And then out of nowhere, a skeleton bride would come right towards the audience and just scare the hell out of them
2: before <coughs> they would the <laughs> And it, from what we've heard, those who saw it said it was an incredibly impressive feat of illusions. And it used the popular Pepper's ghost effect, which is actually used in the mansion today, along with a flying crank ghost. Sadly, the whereabouts of this piece of mansion history are unknown today. Now, in addition to just a, you know a new storyline, Walt
1: really considered using some of their stuff they already had in their back pocket as storylines for the mansion. So one of them was uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He he really liked the idea of the headless horseman following you around the mansion. Like as you were going through, you can see him just riding outside the window just before a big finale where he comes to grab you and you you get to safety before uh, he is able to take you away.
2: I'm not gonna ride that. No, you wouldn't ride it at all.
1: Be like too that. scary. So another film.
2: Uh, tie-in that was considered was the Lonesome Ghosts short. In the film, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are members of the Ajax Ghost Exterminators and are called in to evict some ghosts from an old haunted house. And unbeknownst to them, the person who called them in were the actual ghosts themselves, looking to have some fun since no one ever comes to visit them. So, they didn't really want to follow the idea of that story, but they wanted to build
1: off of it uh, a little more. Walt had the idea that there was going to be a wedding in the house, and the lonesome ghosts, they would be guides as they guided you through their certain points uh, that Ken, Ken Anderson told that story in one of the old E-Ticket magazines, and he said, at the time, we also talked about Dracula and Frankenstein and other universal monsters. We were trying to get in everybody. So this was before, obviously, there was big robberies, before all the companies, and you know it's very difficult to use other properties in what
2: people own. So the Lonesome Ghost theme was one of the earliest storylines that converted the walkthrough idea of Anderson's into an actual ride. Um, Said Anderson, in Walt's story, the ghost would not permit any restoration of the house, so only a cart made of two-by-fours was allowed by the spirits. It would have been lowered through the entranceway into the basement, then moved on some sort of track through the attraction. So
1: by 1958, Anderson actually had to leave the project to go work on a little movie called Sleeping Beauty. But just prior to leaving, he had begun building many of his story ideas and concepts into reality to demonstrate to Walt and to kind of just give him an idea of what he wanted to do. And he filled up two sound stages filled with all these concepts of stuff that he wanted to show off. And he used the help of Disney's studio engineer, Bob Matei. And they were all full-scale mock-ups for Walt to just walk onto and just, almost be like he was at the attraction
2: itself, the finished version. But after Anderson left, Crump and Gracie took over the task. Between old concepts and new ideas, the two of them managed to fill an entire warehouse full of models, concept art, audio animatronics, and full-scale mock-ups for possible use in the mansion. So Rolly tells this fun story about when they were building all this stuff
1: inside a warehouse and they had all sorts of crazy stuff in there. And they got a call from the janitorial department once that said, hey, some of our the night crew are going in and they're getting a little bit scared by the stuff you're doing in there. Can you just leave the lights on for them when they come clean up so they can do what they have to? And Yell and Grace were like, I mean Yell, and, and Rolly were like, sure, yeah, we'll do that. Instead, they mocked it up so there was like kind of like a laser. So when the janitorial crew came in that night, They hit, you know, they walked through the laser, which prompted the lights to turn off,
0: and all the
1: effects in the room started going off. (laughs) So the next day they come in, and they found a single mop lying on the floor, and a phone call from Janitoro saying, clean it up yourself, we're not coming in there
0: anymore.
2: Love that story. So this this is a note from Yale to Waffle. Dear Waffle, I didn't find the books, but I came across these prints which were all the effects we had before we started the book. There were only a few more listed. I hope this helps. Sincerely, Yale." So th- this is a note that uh, Roly
1: actually had in his possession. It, it was just something when Roly and Yale were leaving the project that uh, Yale was handing off some stuff to other people just to kind of help them along a little bit. In addition to this note, they also have all these original pages of stuff they were going to use inside the mansion. This is all stuff that they drew by hand, just random ideas they were coming up with that they wanted to use in some way, shape, or form. Um, and some of them actually made their way into, their ma- into the mansion and other attractions as well. Uh, at the very bottom of this one, in the middle, you can see the backs on a little circular crank thing. You can see that in Big Thunder Mountain today at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland as well. So a lot of these effects, even if they're not used for what they're intended for, they
2: use again at some other point in time. Definitely. So it was around this time that the World's Fair was ramping up, so work on the mansion was shelved for (coughs) quite a bit, and everyone put their efforts into creating the four amazing World's Fair attractions and making sure they were up and running in time. Uh, When work began on the mansion after the fair, uh, directions for it changed slightly. It was turning more into a carnival-like spook house with silly jump scares, corny, corny, (laughs) corny effects, and horror cliches. Which I don't even want to know what those are. Those George says they like scary. scary stuff. No, this thing is just creeping
1: me out. <laughs> Not Steve.
2: Not Steve. I mean. No.
1: So, uh, on our very first Halloween episode, we talked about the story of the Museum of the Weird Concept and how it didn't come to be. So, we'll give you kind of like the Reader's Digest version of it here right now. Um, so, Rolly Crump was getting bored with all this corny cat and canary uh, typical haunted house stuff. He really hated it and he wanted to do something different. So he began going off to the side and coming up with
2: all these really weird concepts by himself. He came up with a cast of characters that he thought could or would inhabit the mansion. One of which, and probably is the most famous one visually, was the Candleman whose fingers were lit like candles and his entire body was made of melting wax. And another was the Mistress of Evil, it would be a frightening female representation representation of the devil in a way. Uh, there was also the Seven Sins
1: of Man, which was a Pepper's Ghost effect, and it would use seven mirrors throughout a room. And there was also a talking chair in the seance room, uh, man eating plants, a library where the, the bus would come alive and, and talk to the, each other from across the room, um, architecture made up of all these human body parts. Just really, really surreal stuff that probably wasn't Disney friendly at the time. It still definitely is not Disney friendly today. <laughs> uh, so we're going to show you some of the concept sketches as well. Uh, the ones before were all original concept sketches for the Seance Room, and Rolly did a lot of different versions of it here. Um, there's also the Gypsy Cart, which Rolly said would have came alive every couple of minutes. You know, he would have had a ghost flying out of the top of it. And this is still when it was going to be a walkthrough attraction, so people could get really close to it right before it came alive, and hopefully it would scare them as things were popping out and everything. Uh, Let's see, the Mistress of Evil, this is what he wanted her to look like. Uh, This was an early version of her, and then there's a little uh, more, this this one's a little eviler, a little more grand. Uh, The Wax Candleman, which is very, very iconic. This this is actually one of the sketches from the archives, I think. This is a a redrawn one he did uh, much, much later on. Uh, weird banners he was going to have in there, let's see, uh, tombstones, which as you know come into play later on in the mansion as well. This is kind of a takeoff in, in a way of the Tower of the Four Winds that was at the World's Fair. He wanted to make a really weird version of it, uh, so this is what he came up with. The Aquarium with the Ghostfish, Fish is one of my personal
0: favorites. <laughs>
1: uh, the, the Grandfather Coughing Clock, which if you read the uh, Seekers of the Weird uh, comic, that was the cover of the very first issue. And a lot of this actually concept art made in some way into the comic book in some shape or form. Let's see what else we have going on here uh, Conjuring Altar, Bat Stuff, an organ, uh, the Lizard Guy. I don't know what he is, but I like him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if, if you look really closely, I know it's hard to see, but. Uh, all that the entire column is actually made up of body parts and like people just scrunch together and everything. I really dig the chick on the top with the afro. I love that. <laughs> uh, this was going to be one of the mirrors from the, the Seven Sins of Man that we were talking about. And this is the talking chair that would get up and talk to you when you're in the room. And if you look at it, it kind of bears a, a resemblance a little bit to the chair that's in the mansion <laughs> today uh, in the endless hallway. And also, his man eating plants. Kinda of looks very similar to the iconic uh, wallpaper that everybody is used to do today. Wow.
2: Sorry, George. Nightmares. Yeah, I know. A little scary in this part. Okay, so Jack Fergus saw all these sketches and loved them. And he asked Rolly if he could uh, build some models out of them because he uh, had nothing else to work on at the time. And so he did. All the models you see in that wonderful old World of Color episode. Uh, Which you'll see a clip from in a moment, are the ones that Jack did. And during a meeting on the Haunted Mansion one day, Dick Irvine set up all the concepts, but he wasn't a fan of Rolly, so he pushed them off to the corner. And at the end of the meeting, uh, Walt noticed them and asked what they were. Dick Irvine tried to play it off like they were nothing, you know, nothing at all, but Walt was intrigued. So Walt asked Rolly to explain and talked about everything. So
1: when Roly was done, uh, Walt got up, he said thank you, and he just walked away. Um, and Roley, he didn't say anything to Roley, it's like thank you, and that was it. And Roly was like, oh no, I think I offended Walt Disney. Um, so they, you know, they went about their day, You know Roly put the stuff back, he finished the work day, and he went home. He comes in the next morning, and Walt is sitting in his chair at work, wearing the same clothes that he was wearing the day before, and Roley's thought is, Oh, God, I'm going to get fired. And he goes, hey, Walt, what are you doing here? And Walt looks up to him and he goes, Roland, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, verbatim, this is how Roly tells the story. I was up all night because of your Museum of the Weird concept, and Roly really thought he was going to get fired at that point. He started apologizing, but Walt was like, no, I love
2: it. And here's what we're going to do to help supplement the Haunted Mansion. So yeah, Walt explained that he wanted to put this little uh, Museum of the Weird, as he called it, at the end of the mansion not a gift shop right yeah so people would have to walk through before getting to the exit he wanted the backstory to be that someone had collected all of this weird stuff from around the world and they shipped it to disneyland and that's how the museum wound up being inside the haunted mansion
1: and this this was actually going to happen like it was on tv they talked about it this was going to be a thing it was going to be great and we're actually going to show you a clip from that episode really quickly
3: I want you to meet Julie Reed. She is Miss Disneyland Tencennial. This is Roland who for the do do project it? here. Sort of acting as the interior decorator of a, uh, a house of uh, illusion. What do we call it? The Museum of the Weird. Museum of the Weird. Will you tell her about some of these things? Uh, these are going to be uh, collected from all over the world supposedly, and we're going to have man-eating plants, and we're going to have a coffin clock here that we're working on right now. We have a gypsy card that comes to life with ghosts inside of it. We have a candle candleman. These are just things that are collected from all over the world. Just the weirdest things we could find. Yeah, we're also collecting real ghosts to bring here. You. you believe in ghosts, don't you, do? No.
0: You
3: don't oh, really. Well, let me take you over here. And convince you. I think you. Peek right in this little thing here. And you tell me what you see now? Peek in there. What do you see? Organs. What's going on?
0: to play. Yes, a ghost to
3: play. Is that Captain Leo? It is Captain Leo. Yeah, they
0: have
3: all kinds of ghosts, you know. Okay. (laughs) Now you believe, I hope. (laughs) have to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Walt Disney passed away before the mansion uh, ever saw the light of day, and he was the biggest champion of the Museum of the Weird. So it was all left in the drawing board, and the main focus was shifted back onto the mansion itself. However, a lot of Crump's concept art actually did make it into the mansion in various forms, such as the design of the wallpaper and the arms holding the, uh, the torches at the end. And, but the museum still lives on today,
2: especially in comic book form. They did a miniseries uh, a couple of months ago. Okay, so back to the mansion proper. Even though the exterior of the mansion was completed in the early 60s, there were still a lot of questions about what was going to inhabit the mansion itself. Like we just mentioned, work on it halted because of the World's Fair attractions from 1964. Um, After the fair, when going back to work on the attractions for Disneyland, uh, Walt Disney's passing in December of 1966 delayed the attraction even further. And Walt, he was the guy that all the Imagineers looked up
1: to and he was the one to make the final call on everything. So he unfortunately never made a definitive choice as to what the premise of the Haunted Mansion was going to be. Uh, So those left working on the project, they were kind of left in a difficult situation. How did they complete an attraction without the masterful
2: guidance of Walt Disney himself? Yeah. And as the effects and storyline were continuing to be debated, even the title, The Haunted Mansion, seems to have been up for grabs. As a result, various titles, including The Haunted House and The Ghost House, were used on products and new stories created well after the ride uh, was well known as The Haunted Mansion. Such as the jigsaw puzzle, which portrays Mickey Mouse and Goofy within a fully developed scene of the attraction. Uh, Disneyland voice talent Paul Fries even began recording some trial dialogue as tracks uh, as the ghost guide that refer to the attraction as the haunted house. I know some of you have probably seen or actually
1: owned this album before. This album is fantastic, but it says the haunted house on it. And they even re released it, re-released it after the mansion was open again, still with the title uh, The Haunted House on it, which is cool. <laughs> But even before it opened, they were promoting it in various different ways. I had this sweet, sweet spoon that I really, really want with uh, <laughs> the Hitchhiking Ghost on it, mm-hmm. and never before
2: seen before the Haunted Mansion toilet paper. That was my <laughs>
1: first. <spot. laughs> I
2: that one out. I guess not. Nope. Okay. So one of the main concerns of the mansion was the balance of the fright versus the light, uh, as it has become known today. On one side of the camp, some Imagineers thought that the ride should be. A scary, effects-driven attraction. The other was of the mind that it should be a silly, lighthearted romp through the ghost world. In the end though, it seems that both sides got their way. So when you're on the mansion today, you can almost
1: see how the ride is kind of split in half. The first part is kind of dark and scary and spooky, and the second half is like super lighthearted and funny, and it's a lot of fun. So we're going to show you some of the the scary concept art. Like this one here, uh, George would never go to a place that featured anything like this whatsoever. Nope. Especially this one, this, I mean, this does not look like a Disney attraction in this concept art. It's kind of scary looking. Um, but of course, some of the scary <laughs> concept art did make it into the final version, such as the man who hung himself, the ghost host. Uh, this is one of my personal favorite ones, I think it's a lot of fun. All this scary stuff, but before we show you some of the funny stuff, I'll, I'll, we want to show you a clip of Mark Davis, what he had to say about the Haunted Mansion.
3: Mark, I want you to meet uh, Julie Reed. Mark Davis. Very nice Julie is uh, Miss Disneyland Ten Settio. And Mark Davis is the master in charge of our House of Illusions, or uh, uh, what do we call it? Uh <laughs> <a Monty> Mansion. <laughs> Mansion. And, uh, well, I just don't and, uh, remember <laughs> well, <laughs> give You get idea what f- we're going to have in there. <laughs> yes, well, we're doing a lot of portraits that change right in front of your very eyes. As a matter of fact, one of our paintings here is based on Greek mythology. This is Medusa, is a very beautiful girl. She offended the goddess Athena, and as a result, Athena turned her into a gorgon. And as you may know, if you looked at a gorgon, a gorgon would turn you into stone. Well, we sure don't want that to happen. What does, uh tell her about this thing here behind? Well, this is our uh, long stretching room. And in this room, we also have some stretching portraits. Perhaps you'd like to look at those over there. These are some. If yeah. you pull them down, see what happens when the room gets longer, you get this full-size portrait. Oh, <laughs> this is my favorite.
0: Oh. I love that I want long to
3: speaker, pick, the one on the just The one with get the other picture. The out. Out. <laughs>
0: That's
3: it. Have you seen enough? You want to see some more? We got a lot of
1: stuff. That's fine. We don't need it. Okay, so we'll show you some of the funny concept art we have going on here. Just some quick looks at uh, the hilarity that ensues, or was going to ensue, with the Haunted Mansion. And most of this is by, this is all data stuff, right, for the most part. Um, let's see. Yeah, a broken down carriage. You can see this in the ballroom today when the ghosts are coming in where everybody's dancing. Uh, this bride is way more funny looking than the one that's in the attic that wants to cut your head off. <laughs> I love that they're drinking beer. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: awesome.
1: An old se- or original seance room sketch, check it goes. Gus. Good. You can see a variation in the mansion today of this one. More sans room. Let's see what else. Like they're all drinking tea. This They're definitely having a party. Look at them, they're having a grand old time. They're a dragon. <laughs> they're yeah. a dragon,
0: that's, right.
1: that's right. Uh, this was actually one of the sketches of what they originally considered to be the Three Hitchhiking Ghosts before they almost changed it completely. Uh, the opera singers that are in there. Oh, yeah. These guys agree. The cadaver dance.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know who that guy is, we so will just skip
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know ghosts can ride bicycles, but that's in the whole dimension thing, in the background, way in the back of the graveyard. Oh, I showed that one. Another original concept of the Hitchhiking Ghosts. Uh, I love these dueling portraits in, in the ballroom. Yes. Yeah. Stretch portraits. This lady showing some leg. <laughs> all right, the seance room. So, before it was taken over by computers, uh, do you guys know how, how animatronics were made <coughs> to move, what they did to make them move at it all? I'll, I'll give you, it's actually really advanced technology, and uh, we call it um, vinyl. <laughs> so they actually, you know, created the movements on these pieces of vinyl, and when they would move them in a certain way, that would, you know, send the signal to the machine to move the ghost in whatever way they wanted to. Very advanced technology. And I think it's like an eight-track he has here. Let's see. Yeah, it's like an eight-track or something. It's pretty yeah. huge.
3: Yeah, the old, CD-changer. old CD-changer. that's right. yeah, changer. The modern
1: kids. Uh, let's see. Um, a woman reading a bed. This one's a little more scary, but she's got a smile on her face, so I can consider it pretty hilarious. Stretching room. But it, I mean, you can see a lot of this stuff made its way into the mansion in some way, shape, or form. Uh, this was actually taken in, a, in a way, from uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. The uh, what's
2: it called the death carriage? Oh yeah, the yeah the, the carriage. They wanted
1: to have that in there as well in some way. Uh, for the loading area, they wanted to do this. Uh, let's see the coffin, and they also developed these projections as well, which we all know well today. Just love how simple. But also, he's smoking. How yeah. awesome is that? <laughs> we don't see that anymore in Disney stuff, but it's amazing how these simple things just you know are <laughs> yep. iconic in our minds today. Uh, this is last year the year before uh, the Archives found all this other really, really old concept sketches that they released for the Haunted Mansion that, when you look at most of them, um, not so much this one, but a lot of it is, <laughs> it's is—it's—it's pretty similar to what you find in the Mansion today. Like This is one of the earliest pieces that people drew, just simple pencil sketches of it. Like, the organ player, um, the Deadly Bride, and this one is Garthea Redmond. All right, so we're getting into the models now. So after learning some of the new tricks about crowd flow from the World's Fair, it became apparent to the Imagineers that the mansion just would not work as a walkthrough attraction because people would take their time looking at everything and never want to leave. Uh, so, the number of guests per hour were also too low for the number of people they wanted to get in there for we guided tours, and that would have caused the line to be backed up for hours and hours and hours, basically what Disneyland is today, you'd be, you'd be waiting forever for it a ride. <laughs> uh, and they also had the problem of overcrowding in all the rooms because they didn't want people to lag behind and like stroll through the mansion on their own, you know,
2: their own time. Yeah. So it was this time that the Omnimover system was brought into the equation. The ride system, which of course we know is nicknamed the Doom Buggies for the mansion, would allow the mansion to maintain a uh, Large number of guests per hour, and also help direct where the guests' focus should be at all times. And after they decided finally how they wanted the mansion to play out,
1: Imagineers worked endlessly to make the attraction come to life. And this was the task that Mabo, uh, the manufacturing division of Wed, the original name of the Imagineering department, uh, that's what they were faced with. And they had to bring these three-dimensional, uh, I mean, these two-dimensional, you know, drawings to
2: three-dimensional life in model form, and then to larger figure form. So, MAPO is an acronym for Manufacturing and Production Operations, which basically meant they were in charge of creating the inner workings of the audio, animat- audio animatronics for all the attractions. And it was a play on words, referring to Mary Poppins, which was the first film that made use of an audio animatronic, uh, which was a Robin, and also made a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. So MAPO has spent a lot of time developing and honing their techniques for the
1: attraction at the World Fair, and they use a lot of that knowledge to truly create some of the, the state-of-the-art stuff that you see in the mansion today. And when they combine that with a lot of old-school theater tricks, it creates an amazing, amazing show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hmm.
2: So uh, while MAPO was, or do you want to say something? Oh no, I, I was just gonna just show some of the models okay. a little bit. So while MAPO was busy working on bringing ghost <laughs> to life, Francis Xavier Atencio was working on a way to tie everything together. X, as he was known by his friends, had an act for storytelling, which Walt recognized when he first brought him over to work on the script for Pirates of the Caribbean. So much like the Imagineers, Atencio never got
1: a chance to get much input from Walt before he passed away. Uh, And though he was leaning more towards the fright side of the attraction, he realized he had to consider the main Disney audience, which was children for the most part. So Atencio crafted a comical script and he had some, you know, some of the
2: scarier undertones in it as well to kind of satisfy the people that were looking for the scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And originally it was thought that there was going to be a black cat that would be our guide through the mansion, popping up at various times to show you the way. And after that, a raven was proposed yeah. to be yeah. That
0: would
2: get awesome. <laughs> no, no, a real raven.
1: Um, they Actually, uh, the idea got so far along the process for the Raven that he does appear in the Honda Mansion in a lot of places. Uh, he's in the conservatory uh, with the skeleton trying to come out of the coffin, he's perched on Madame Leota's chair, he's just before the, uh, the end section with the hitchhiking ghosts, he's everywhere. But eventually it was decided that an unseen ghostly presence would probably be better for the ride overall to make it more with a the mansion theme, and
2: so Atencio created the memorable character of the ghost host to help us find our way through the mansion. Mm-hmm. And remembering how popular that yo ho a pirate Now we have a band. Oh, sorry, never. We um, you know how popular that song was for Pirates of the Caribbean, and Atencio knew that he had to create a memorable song for the mansion as well. He worked out lyrics while Buddy Baker crafted the tune, and the two of them turned out uh, grim grinning ghosts. The song itself follows guests throughout the entire ride, much like some of the ghosts to help tie the entire attraction together. And hoping to avoid the repetitiveness of the It's a Small World song, Baker changed the style and feel of Grim Grinning Coast throughout the mansion, creating a fresh and unique take every time we hear it. Now, the facade for the
1: mansion had been up for years, way before they ever decided what was actually going to go inside the attraction overall. But by the time the mansion was about to open in 1969, the public interest was at this all-time high. People really wanted to go on it. And it had been appearing in the guidebooks of the park since 1966, along with a lot a wide variety of all these souvenirs that were being sold, such as the song and story from the Haunted Mansion, which featured the voice of Ron Howard as a teenager
2: spending the night inside the mansion walls, I'm trying to impress a girl. But <laughs> not very well. So rumors of the mansion's long delay began to circulate. Popular urban legends at the time were rumors of missing construction workers or glimpsed apparitions within or nearby the attraction facade. There was even one that uh, the ride's terrifying interior had to be entirely reworked <clears throat> because someone had been literally scared to death while testing it out, and his name was George Taylor. Oh, whew, yeah. Although uh, none of those rumors were true, except the last one. Uh, they did nothing that uh, helped more uh, generate more interest for the ride. And these are just some uh, construction photos of have mentioned. I just want to know who
1: that guy is, they're just hanging out, looking around. I he's want waiting. to meet that guy. He's first in line. He is first in line. <laughs> he is very, very early. He's got a 485-day wait time.
0: <laughs>
1: so the Disney attraction finally opened to much fanfare on August 12, 1969. And the many years spent developing and designing the attraction really paid off, because it was a resounding success for Disney, and attendance hit an all-time high. For the park overall, shortly after it opened, and let's see, yeah, the crowds were massive for the Haunted Mansion, and I just love this. This is just before the ride opened for the first time. It just looks like an album cover.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in that band. <laughs> okay.
1: um, let's see. Oh, uh, this is when it finally opens, um, and they gave out cool souvenirs for the press. These little cool skull
2: keychains uh, for opening day, or for the press day. Was a really, really cool. So, okay. So the same can be said for uh, the Walt Disney World version of the attraction, as its popularity led to have its own advertising campaign separate from that of the park. And these are just
1: some of the concept sketches of the Walt, the Magic Kingdom version, of Walt Disney World version of the attraction. Um, it's a side elevation, but uh, you know, it's very similar to what we eventually got today. That looks like that. And let's just see what we have here. We have all sorts of photos of some of the Imagineers working on the effects. Uh, a photo of the Hatbox Ghost in its original form before it was taken out just days after the mansion opened because I just couldn't get it to work correctly, unfortunately. And a massive amount of sculpting and everything went into the creation of the mansion. Um, I just like this montage of all, all the stuff that they're doing and like it looks like they're actually touching the the heads, but it's all Pepper's Ghost effects. They're not actually holding most of that stuff that's there. And, and Blaine is still smoking his. pipe. And Blaine is still smoking his pipe. <laughs> Wow. Gotta smoke when you work on Disney attractions.
0: Uh,
1: some of the, the tombstones that you don't see are <laughs> too dark when you're going through the graveyard sequence. But the mansion, even though it's fantastic, it's gone through a lot of changes over the years, but none that really significantly impacted the story in any way. Uh, but we all know that Disney likes to plus their attractions any chance they get,
2: so they did it a, a couple of times the a mansion. Yeah, so in 2007, the Walt Disney World version went down for a major refurbishment, and aside from the general maintenance and the upkeep of the attraction, several new effect, effects were added to lighten up the place, so to speak. Uh, the gigantic spiders and their webs were replaced with an MC Escheresque staircase, where ghostly footsteps could be seen going up, down, sideways, and upside down. Uh, the creepy wallpaper that looked as if it was staring at you can now be seen blinking its eyes as you pass. And the attic has the most dramatic changes to it, fleshing out the ghostly bride's backstory. There she yes. Blackwood. With- oh, there she goes. <laughs> She's gonna get back to work. She'll be back. Oh, okay. okay. Um,
1: but th- this is interesting. They wanted to completely redesign the load area of the attraction. And again, they came back to the haunted carriage idea that, that they had years ago. They just couldn't make it work and they couldn't find the money to do it, so they just threw it out the window completely. Uh, but here's the the staircase they wanted to make, at, or they did make at Walt Disney World version, and the new interactive queue at Walt Disney World, which I don't care if anybody says, it is awesome. <laughs> 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 so the holy grail for most Mansion fans obviously is the Hatbox Ghost, the long lost citizen of the Disneyland attraction. And this effect was located in the attic, and he had the Hatbox Ghost, his head would disappear from his body into the Hatbox below him, and it would just look really, really cool. But, like I said earlier, it just didn't work in the mansion at all, and it was gone within days. But thankfully we know this year for the 60th anniversary, they brought it back. And it is amazing. How many of you guys have seen this in person so far? Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a nice digital projection effect. I mean, it, it looks it, it looks at home with the rest of the mansion.
0: <gasps> He's gone! <laughs> wow, okay. Oh,
2: is this my You forgot the holographic concept, Darth Oh, that's right. Where is he? Turn it on. <laughs> you
3: have to stand up. Perfect. There. Perfect.
0: So. Please drag your bodies to the dead
3: center of
0: the room. Two content. to three to a buggy, please. <laughs> to a seat.
2: Two, three, to a seat, please. Make it. Stop. I
0: got it. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, the, no matter the incarnation that the mansion will be in, though, it still remains one of the most beloved Disney attractions of all time, truly a timeless attraction that will be enjoyed for many years to come. And this is just a couple of quick behind-the-scenes photos, sorry to ruin
1: the magic for you, but this is how the history posts <laughs> get inside your, your doom buggy at the end of the haunted mansion. That's the guy taking the photos that I'm showing you right now. And that's just a little more about it. But that is the history of the Haunted Mansion. That's not real. That's not real. Sorry, it's not a real ghost. But since the history segment is done, that means it's time for the next segment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got it, right? One, two, three. He's a nerd, he's a nerd. He's a a geek. And we all like to hear him speak. So listen down to the words from his beat. Ha ha! It's George's Book of the Week.
2: theme song that is so awesome I love it okay so this week's book we're going to talk about the brand new the latest release of Jason Sorrell's The Haunted Mansion book called The Haunted Mansion uh, Imagineering a Disney classic from the Magic Kingdom Um, released on September 2nd 2015 so it is brand spanking new comes in at hundred and twenty eight pages and it's sort of the third edition kind of maybe a little bit because there was a version in 2009 uh, 2003 and a second in 2009 but it does have a different title and it's four pages less Mm -hmm. so just a few things about the book because i know we don't have a lot of time it's broken down into two main sections and thank goodness they took out everything about the haunted mansion movie what haunted mansion movie? (laughs) exactly so the the first section looks at the history and the evolution of the disneyland spooky house In extremely exhaustive detail. It is amazing. Um, So much concept artwork, less than we've shown you here tonight, but anyways there's a lot in there. Uh, And so a few things I've never seen, as well as anecdotes from the Imagineers. And then Sorrell delves into the creation of the other four haunted mansions around the world, including Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, He does think that is one of the mansions, because whenever they move the mansion to a different park, they always put it into a different place and it looks slightly different and may have a different storyline as well. But he talks about why the Disneyland Paris mansion looks run down and why Mystic Manor, of course, is considered a mansion. And the last half of the book is a complete walkthrough, scene by scene, of the other four traditional mansions that we've all seen. Uh, and whenever the Florida, Tokyo, or Paris, Tokyo or Paris versions veer off, Sorel covers the differences through the books as well, like this is, you know, uh, There's different uh, attic scenes in the Paris one. There's a bedroom scene and stuff like that, but we can't talk about that now. Um, But he also talks about the interactive queue at Walt Disney World, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at Disneyland in Tokyo as well, and this is definitely a purchase if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, even if you own the other two volumes, because the cover glows in the dark!
0: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's the little things that make us go it nuts, is. right? It's really and, uh, cool. <laughs> and if you stick around to the end of this, we're actually going to be giving that book away. As a prize. As a prize. We've got a copy to give away, but you got to make it to the very end, people. We've got... We're almost done. Two and a half hours to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the next segment is. Whoa! If it's a legend that you seek, come on and, and take a peek at the tombstone of the week.
2: We usually do a window of the week segment,
0: but. Uh, yeah, tombstone and window become wombstone
2: really quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the practice session, they do quite a lot. Time. Lots of wombstones, but that's okay. Uh, yeah,
1: so. If you don't know about the tradition of Main Street windows at, at the Disney theme parks, they honor their Imagineers by giving them a window on Main Street and giving them some sort of like fictional business that they work for. But since there's no uh, Imagineer tribute windows at the Haunted Mansion, they have plenty of tombstones instead. Um, they, they're all at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom version, and even though they redid the queue a couple years ago, they just took the tombstones and they moved them to different areas. They're all still there. So we're going to look at four of them really quick today. This one is actually paying, paying tribute to uh, ex-Atencio, uh, and he joined Disney in 1938 and worked on many Walt's animated features before being transferred <coughs> to WED in 1964 to help with some uh, famous attractions as the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Adventure Through Winter's Page, and the Haunted Mansion. Uh, and like we said before, he also co-wrote uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts, which you know we've all been known to hum from time to time. And Atencio's voice can actually be heard pleading to release from the coffin when the, the skeleton hand that's trying to get out, that's his voice actually saying, hey, get me out of here, get me out of here. Wow. Um, and he's actually the one that penned all of the original 13 of uh, clever
2: um, epitaphs here at the Magic Kingdom. So the next one is, dear departed, Dave, dear departed Brother Dave, he chased a bear into a cave. This is for Dave Burkhardt, who was a model maker with Disney, and after the mansion, he worked as a field art producer and show designer on the Swiss Family Treehouse and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. In 1974, he became, Dave became superintendent of decoration at Disneyland in charge of making the show aspects of the park look good every day. Uh, he worked at the Tokyo Disneyland Project and there he created the Show Quality Assurance Program to help Japanese management learn how to keep their maintenance on par with the rest of the Disney parks. And after leaving Disney in 66, 96, Dave worked for Universal Studios as creative director of the theme park in Japan, but that's not Disney, stuff. So. <laughs> so George doesn't care. Exactly. Uh, the next one is,
1: here lies a man named Martin, the lights went out on this old Spartan. So after leaving 20th Century Fox, Bill Martin helped design and build Disneyland, the original theme park. And every Saturday he'd walk the park with Walt to see how they could improve it in some way, shape, or form. Bill also contributed to the creation of all the uh, dark ride track development. And in 1971, Bill was named Vice President of Design at WED. He was also responsible for the design of the Utilidors that run beneath the park and all the designs of the various watercraft, uh, including the Admiral Joel Fowler
2: and the Richard F. Irvine, uh, the riverboats that take guests back and forth to the Magic Kingdom. So the next one is, here rest Waffle Arbender, he rode to glory on a fender, peaceful rest. (laughs) So Waffle Rogers worked as an animator on many Disney classic animated films like Pinocchio, Bambi, Alice in Wonderland, and Sleeping Beauty. In his spare time, he created model railroads and toys, which caught the eye of Walt Disney. As a result, Waffle helped Walt create Project Little Man, the first of Disney's many audio animatronics. And Waffle became known as Mr. Audio Animatronics and helped the company create some of its iconic figures, including Abraham Lincoln and the walking Benjamin Franklin, who stars in the American Adventure at Epcot. So, yeah, these are just four of the
1: original 13. And then they add when they redid the queue, uh, they added a whole bunch more tributes. We just covered a little bit of them. <laughs> but now we're going to go on arguably our favorite segment of the every episode, the Five
0: Legion Go. I'm ready? He's in. Nope, it's not right. right. You ready? Yeah, one more time, I like <laughs> it. We'll play one more time. Same there. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. <laughs> hey, look, what's that? It's the Five Legion Go. Sometimes you might see you don't. Look what's that, it's a five-legged gold. Mama said I need to sew all of my oats, but she didn't say I'd be sewing them with the five-legged gold. If you try to
2: five-legged goat segments to start looking at the little hidden details and tributes at Disney parks throughout the world. So, um, The blind leading the blind. There's a slight problem with the dancing ghosts in the ballroom. The women are leading the men. And this is because the Pepper's ghost effect creates a reflection or reverse image of the objects they are projecting. The Imagineers built the ghosts with the men leading, but when the image is reflected for the guests, it looks like the women are leading. I don't notice. I don't know how to dance.
0: Uh. True. Uh,
1: This one I like because uh, the caretaker is, you know, everyone sees him just before they go into the graveyard of the Haunted Mansion, but being the caretaker of the Haunted Mansion is not his only job. He also gets the points in the end. If you look at his face, it's the same exact uh, model face, so it's pretty funny that he's
2: on both attractions. Okay. And despite popular belief, Walt Disney is not one of the singing busts in the graveyard sequence. That is actually Thurl Ravenscroft, whose voice can be found in many other Disney attractions, including Tony the Tiger and many other TV film projects. Uh,
1: one of my favorite attractions at uh, Magic Kingdom before it was taken away was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: glad you were here. You guys can stay. Um, but. They have a smaller uh, little pet cemetery off to the right-hand side of the Magic Kingdom version. If you look all the way in the back, you can see this, uh, this nice little statue of Mr. Toad himself waving everybody on merrily, merrily on his way to Summer of the Theme Park because he's not
2: at uh, Magic Kingdom anymore. <laughs> okay, so in the early 1970s in Disneyland, a man entered the ride with a gun. Or a kid had a BB gun or, or something. We're not really sure. We don't know the whole story. Anyway, whoever it was took a shot at one of the paintings in the ballroom of the Haunted Mansion, and Disney sent an artist from the studios to paint a spider web to cover the bullet hole. There was also an identical one drawn in the Walt Disney World ride, so if you want to look for it, it's hanging from the fourth column from the right in the Grand Ballroom. And once you see it, you will never unsee it. It takes a little while to actually like pinpoint
1: where it is because it's so dark in there. But it's I, like seeing us live. That's true. You can never <laughs> unsee us. That Echo an hour of your life. Suckers.
2: <laughs>
1: and... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I, not really like a, um, a tribute or anything. I just think it's cool because I never noticed it until I was uh, researching for this presentation. Just before you go into the, the final clip and you see the hitchhiking ghost, you see these three guys hanging out. Uh, the Headless Knight, he's got a sword, uh, the Executioner has his axe, and you can't really see it because there's a railing right there, but but Gus, the prisoner, he actually has a file in his hand, obviously trying to file loose out of the you know, the, the ball and chain he has attached to it right there, so I think that's pretty neat. It's not Captain Caveman like we originally thought, but there, there can always be the attraction. at some point. In some again, and again, and again. So just before we come to the end of our show, this year on the fourth season, we've been doing the Year of a Million or so Limited Time Cadets, where every single week we give out a prize to one of our loyal listeners to the show. But since it's a live show and there's so many of you people here, we're gonna give away one, two, three, four, five?
3: Pri- five prizes.
1: Uh, we have, we budget for that? Nope. <laughs> uh, this is a gorgeous <laughs> copy of the Hunter Mansion book we're gonna do. <laughs>
0: Uh, we also have
1: two really weird Mickey Mouse steak looking things. Uh, <laughs> they come the Oh around. Yeah. S T A K E. Not like steaks to eat. Well, you could eat it if you were really hungry, but
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're really cool. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, sorry. Right.
1: Um, and we also have two audio CDs. Uh, I've been doing a series with Rolling Crump where he talks about uh, attractions that he used to work on. Uh, we did a CD about the Museum of the Weird, which you we talked about. So it's forty-five minutes of Rolly talking about it and you know what you wanted it to be. Uh, they're also signed by Rolly from both
2: of them as well. Um, and if you don't know what a CD is, it's like an iPod. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, can we listen
0: to
2: it like this. Yes.
0: Yes. It's like a seashell.
1: It's really cool.
0: Uh, so let's do some quick
1: trivia questions. Uh, we'll make the first one really easy. What are their names? First person raise your hand. You're Sue, You raise your hand. Andy and Steve. Perfect! Hey. Oh,
2: okay. oh, I gotta do the running? Yeah, you gotta do the running. <laughs> oh, forget Josh, Josh. you come up here. No. <laughs> 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 Meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Sir. there you. Okay, uh, who was the person that made the original Disneyland map and included the, uh, the small little sketch of the Haunted Mansion at the end of Main Street? You at the back there. No. Uh, yes.
0: Uh, wait, was it Kenny
1: Anderson? No, the map of Disneyland. The original map of Disneyland. Yes, you all the way in the back.
0: Alan? Was it Alan?
1: No. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I'm just gonna give a prize Is where you're right? 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 I didn't know the answer. You
1: just say give a prize. Right? <laughs> 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 it was private. It was it was, was ribbon. Uh you got a qu- question you want to answer? No, I was answering. All you were answering? To your <laughs> <prices>. <laughs> That's the only one I knew. You can take this business card <laughs> <and> <laughs> shell. Man, it's a computer scene of angels, That looks really good. It looks really scary. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Do, you, do you have a question you want to ask? We've got three more prizes. Oh, Get gosh, away. I hadn't even thought about that one. So we did the, uh, what's their names? Okay, so uh, what is the greatest online show? Oh, her in the black shirt right there. The Unicorn Weekly. Oh, perfect, perfect. perfect.
0: perfect. perfect. Uh, here's a, here's a
1: good food. question. Who's the best left-looking look, look, co-host?
0: <laughs> you oh, hey, sir. This is not you subjective. Month. That's right. You get one of these, sir. <laughs> hey,
2: hey,
0: hey, hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, okay. <laughs> and
2: the
1: final one uh, for the, the all-dimension book, uh, to what is the What's square roots of, you know? uh, <laughs> no, okay, who Ask a question. Help you tell me of a number. Who was the Imagineer that worked with Rolly Crump on all the designs before the World's Fair? Wow, a Yellow oh. out. Mark Davis? No. 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 Uh, I, I should look that up. I don't I think it was a I'll let you pick that. I was watching everything. It was a here. Was it Waffle? No. 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 Close. It was a guy who was working with with all the the stuff in in the warehouse and the ghosts. You sir, I know you're.
3: Yale Gracie. Yes, Yale Gracie.
1: Congratulations. Yes.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get more stuff in the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> George, George, gonna do the outro. Oh, oh quick, quick.
1: Uh, so thank you all for coming, very, very much. We appreciate you guys coming. I hope you guys listen to the show. We're commuter weekly. You can find us on iTunes and all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you didn't like us, this has been another American Horror Story panel. I'm
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, do what? Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, for Jeff Heimbach, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbach.
1: Thank you so much, DragonCon, for listening to you. Know <laughs> Have a
0: great day, everyone. My time.